0: Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, Jordan Mackey, a.k.a. J-Mac, and Jordan Lopez on another episode going over the best team in the NFL, the Denver Broncos, losing yet another game, a uh, very disappointing game, obviously, week five. Um, Against the New York Jets at home, the Broncos continue their losing streak at home, uh, drop yet another game, fall to one and four in the season. Absolutely abysmal record. Um, Nathaniel Hackett comes straight into Denver and gets the revenge dub. Just literally the worst of all outcomes for this game. I mean, we have so much to talk about in today's episode. We always talk about the good and the bad. Um, But Before we go ahead and uh, jump into all of our takeaways from this game and then talking about the future of this team in general. Jay Mac Jordan, how are you guys doing?
1: Uh, Oh, I'm alive. I woke up today. But uh, that has to be the most heartbreaking loss I've witnessed in a long time. Just got to say it. Uh, But I'm doing – I mean, I'm alive. That's all I'm going to say I'm doing. I'm alive right now. Jordan?
2: (laughs) Well, it first started Saturday night when I went to my UM game and my head coach then didn't know how to take a kneel to win the game. He didn't need the ball you know, going victory formation, you know, you know that, you know, at the end. Oh,
1: Miami. I was like, what are you talking and about? Then
2: yeah. Today I see what we just saw. So I'm right on with J-Mac. I'm just happy to, you know, be here. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: good. Um, well, I mean, uh, just judging off of what we just uh, saw in that Broncos game, at least we're uh, mentally stable, uh, at the, at the very least. Um, like I said, last talk about today's episode. Make sure you guys, if you're listening on YouTube, i uh, hit the like button, uh, subscribe, help us get the two K subs and let us know in the comments, what, what you guys are thinking about the Broncos right now. Cause I know all of us have multiple different feelings and about this, this franchise, but I think we can all be on the same page in terms of just like, I don't know how to put it, but like the season's over. Like, I I don't know how many times I said it on this pod the oh, last week. Uh... If you lose this game, how in the how in the effing world am I supposed to believe if you lose to Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett that you can go and beat the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bills? Like no. If you if you were a fan out there and you actually believe this team has a shot and if you're calling us negative, just you need a reality check. And that's exactly what we're gonna do for you today's episode. This is not being negative, it's just being honest and giving you the absolute, you know, most blunt uh, you know, takes on where the Broncos are at. And it's not even takes, like, it's just facts. The Broncos season's over. It's over. Like if you lose by 10, if you lose by 10 to the Jets at home, that that's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, let's go ahead and just start off with why the Broncos lost today. I mean, uh, first and foremost, I think one of the biggest issues uh, for the Broncos, obviously, and Jordan brought it up in our last episode, was turning the ball over. Like we we fumbled four times today, lost three fumbles. You just, I know the defense did not play a great game, and then another one of you know the bad you know reasons for our loss today was run defense. I mean, um, they just they allowed 234 yards on the ground, 7.3 yards per carry, touchdown. Just absolutely you know horrible horrible awful and but you know like I was talking about with holding on to the football like Marvin Mims Jr. Muffin that uh, kick return boom e- instant easy field position for the Jets only results in three points but that matters and then also another one, the Samaj P. Ryan bad pitch to Marvin Mims. I mean, you can make the argument that he he's supposed to reel that in, but just overall, in a horrible play, gives the ball right back to the Jets. Then at the very end of the game, we it seems like we just have that little last bit of hope to win, and then Russell Wilson just that fumble from his blind side, like, and then Russell uh, Russell Wilson getting chewed out by Sean Payne on the sidelines. It's just a disaster, man. Like one of the only little last things we had left was this relationship between Sean Payne and, and um. Russell Wilson and the, the relationship that they're amending and all success there have 25 points per game through the first four weeks of the season. And then you go out and do this. And then the way the game ended and everything, just an absolute disaster, man. And I'm just going to go ahead and forward, J-Mac, you go – I I'm, I'll say it like, you just got to blow up the team at this point. Like I am calling for a rebuild. I said it in our, I said it all this week. If you go to one of four, I even said it two weeks ago, if you lose to either the bears or the jets, you got to rebuild. Like you just got to implode the
1: team. Um, well, one, I'm going to start off, you know, with the, why I think we lost today. Um, I, I'm going to give Vance – I know I didn't came on here every day and I gave Vance Joseph. I bashed him. I bashed him any chance I really could have. But I want to give him an, an actual honest applause today. They played, in my opinion, the best game they have all season. Just yeah. in my opinion. Um, you can see the changes. I think the run defense is is bad, but I don't think that's really all too much, all too much on Vance from what I saw today. Um, just I don't think we're that good up front for the run, just all included. I don't think we're that good up front to stop the run. Um the run defense looks like how it did last season this game. Um, it's mediocre. You know, you give up the big plays. It, it, it didn't It just didn't look good. But the pass defense did a really good upgrade, I think, outside yeah. of the linebackers being in man coverage, like Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton. I said it before the season, and you guys didn't really agree with me. Those guys can't cover. They're like, you guys didn't really agree with me on that. Those guys aren't cover linebackers. And we just – Tyler Conklin showed us today. Just put a clinic on them. Dropping singleton, dropping jewel, the big, the biggest third down of the game, Zach Wilson. People say, What a throw! That's the layup. I mean, Tyler Conklin's running right by Josie Jewel. Um, but I do want to say that the defense looked like the defense gave us opportunities to win this game. I think the main thing why we lost this game was the offense. Just in my opinion, I think the missed red zone opportunities going getting just running the football playing to the Jets strengths a lot there. I think there was times during the game where you see Sean Payton just literally went away from throwing the football. Like like Russell Wilson wasn't our quarterback and Zach Wilson was our quarterback. I don't know what happened there. Um people were saying this is probably one of the worst games Sean Payton's ever called. I am in agreement with that. I think it was an absolute disaster. I don't know what happened for the offense. Coming out of halftime, I mean, I understand if you don't get it in the red zone, the Jets are a good defense. But, I mean, you just went away from throwing the football completely. Russ had 68 passing yards going into the fourth quarter. That cannot happen. Like, that just – that can't happen. Judy, going to the fourth quarter, I think Judy, Mims, and Sutton had a combined five targets. I mean, what are we doing as an offense here? I mean, they sauce goes out. It's no DJ Reed. I understand that that's their strength is the pass defense. But you have to at least be posed as a threat to throw the football – you're just handing the ball off to McLaughlin and Samaje Piron and running these, like somebody I saw somebody on Twitter say, running these whoop the whoops around these end around round plays to Marvin Mims and Piron when Sauce and DJ Reed aren't in the game. It just it doesn't make any sense to me why you're not throwing the football. And then it took us to be down two possessions for Sean Payton to decide to throw the football. And by that point, it's too late because the defense knows what you're going to do and the Jets have a good defense. So I think that was really the, the main reason why we lost this game. I give the defense credit. They gave us position. They gave us chance after chance. They got stops. They held the Jets to field goals. Pat 10, the best corner in football, got us the pick one-on-one with uh, Garrett Wilson and won the opportunity. Got us the ball back. I mean, just the offense, man. Starting with the offensive line to the play calling today, it was an absolute disaster in the second half. I don't. I know Sean Payton's chewing out rust, but he needs to look in the mirror. Because this is not what we brought him here for. And, I mean, I understand Bronco fans love him. I love Sean Payton. But this is not why we brought him here, to just run the football. It's the same thing in the Commander's game when he just, in the second half, just stopped playing aggressive. Not going to throw the football at all. Just going to run the ball. Three and out, three and out, three and out, fumble. So, I'm going to hand it off to Jordan.
2: I thought we lost the game or we lost the middle eight. I even tweeted it. I tagged Amir in it as well. Once we lost the middle eight. I knew the game was over. It was, again, Hackett gave us an alley-oop and Sean Payne did not execute it. We immediately went three and out and then the Jets scored and then we went three and out again. I mean, it was just terrible. The the whole operation was terrible today. Uh, The play calling surprisingly was bad. I thought today was going to be a bit better just because you think Payne would pull out, you know, some more effective plays today just because of the personal stuff that's been going on with the drama between them. But seemed like the play calling was everywhere. At this point, I think if we have, like, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, and our wide receivers, they'll have three targets combined as well. I mean, I don't think any wide receiver is helping the situation at this point. I mean, I think Judy was our leading wide receiver going into the fourth quarter with seven yards. Seven yards. I mean – and I'm not just saying because I'm a Judy guy. It could be – I just said Jerry Rice. I mean, nothing's happening in the offense. Nothing's happening in the passing offense. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it was Russ afraid to go down the field. Was, he was hesitating a lot. I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was the – it just it – just, the offense seemed off today. And the, when the day the defense actually stepped up, and we talked about it a lot, if the defense just can go from 32nd to like 26, 25, we can win. And they had that type of day. I mean, and, and, we, and we didn't win. Our offense didn't complement our defense. We didn't complement each other at all. How can we fumble four times, lose it three times, but the Jets fumble four times and they only lose it once? Uh, that's also, I talked about that for a case to victory, which is the turnover margin. Of course, we we lose that as well. So we lose, we lose the turnover margin. We lose the middle eight. And we still have one drive left to win the game, and and we still lost. So at this point, it's self-inflicted wounds. At this point, I don't know what to do
0: it's like every key to victory that we listed they did the exact opposite like that's exactly what happened in this game it's like i I don't i don't know what else to say about that anymore but also with this team it always like for the last i don't know how many years it's like when one thing's going right the other can't go right It, it's like that every single damn year and like you said we needed this that's what i was thinking in the middle of the game like man this defense is actually not playing as terribly they're paying playing like just below average and that's all we can really ask for them because, you know, our offense is supposed to be the strong suit of this team. And it just did not, it, you know, three straight, three and outs. And then even after that, just not being able to find anything. And then once you do start picking up some, uh, picking up some momentum, you fumble the ball. So, I mean, that and then just that fumble, man, that, that really hurt. I mean, you talk about that clutch. Interception from PS2. I mean, we needed that so bad. I kept saying towards the end of the game, this defense needs a turnover. Like and this offense needs a defensive turnover as well for them to get some kind of you know um you know kick kick in the behind, I guess. And we get exactly that from uh, PS2, his first pick of the season. And what do they go and do? They fumble the ball and return for a touchdown. Like it's just the most perfect way to lose a Broncos game, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and I want to bring up one more point while we lost his game. Special teams, um, I'm not gonna lie. Especially since it has looked way better this season. I don't know what was going on today. I don't. I'm not. It's when when you. I don't know what it is in the league, but it it seems like anytime you put a rookie at returner, they just fuck up nowadays. I don't know what it is. I understand. Like it's just the first muff punt he had. Like the first miscue today was just. You got to call a fair catch in that situation. I don't know why. Like, like you see a guy running at you, they're saying that he's just looking up at the sky. Understand that, but you have to know. Like that's just something that you practice, and you know. And Tremont Smith, like as soon as you do good, man, you just find a way to just fuck it up right after. I mean, as soon as I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, now I see, maybe we no, you come right out there and do the most boneheaded, b- bench-worthy thing you could ever do. What? Why? I mean, the guy just muffed the kick. Let him do it again, because I'm, I think I think he was gonna muff it again. What? What was the point? I mean, just like you, like like y'all said, the turnovers, man. It's just beating ourselves. It's not like Russ is throwing bad interceptions. It's not like we're. It, it's not like the worst is happening. We're just doing stupid things. Like I really just don't understand. It's common sense. The guy, the team is out there, two best defensive backs. You're calling an end around between the backup running back and a third string wide receiver. What you, What type of call is that? Like it just makes no sense to me.
2: What I don't understand is like. When we go three and out to start off the third quarter and then they break off on the very next play, a 72-yard touchdown, we go out three and out again. And there goes the last four minutes of the middle eight. I mean, I, that 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 still hurts because I really thought this was the game that we were going to execute that. Go up 10 at that point in the middle eight because we had a field goal to end the half. And then Hackett does this Hackett thing uh, at the end of the first half. And then we can score a touchdown coming out, but no, of course we can't. I mean, but it, it, it's it's frustrating. I, I I don't understand any of the uh, execution on offense, defense. I mean, I think we gave up over two hundred rushing again today. It, it's bad. It, it's really really bad.
1: I mean, playing the Jets, you know, you're. I mean, you know, they're gonna go out and try to run the football. Just what makes me mad is that the one thing I will say, Vance Joseph did wrong today, the driver. They only ran the ball. I mean. They're running the ball four times in a row, and it's working. What do you think they're going to do next, Vance? I didn't see one blitz. I didn't see one counter. I I didn't see nothing. He keeps on playing the pass. They're not going to let Zach Wilson try to beat you. That's not the Jets' game plan. They're going to give it to Dalvin. They're going to give it to Brees. They're no, oh, Broncos got the worst run, run defense. Just attack it. And that's exactly what they did. Like, especially coming out, just to take the lead, you just seen them constantly just running the ball. And we just had absolutely no answer for it whatsoever. Didn't look like adjustments were made. And i it's just it's just it's like the same thing. Almost. It's just like the same thing. We just keep beating ourselves. No adjustments. Today's loss, in my opinion, flat out was just coaching. I mean, that's just me. I think it was just, and it's been, I think it's been that every single loss, just we can just never have one sound coaching game to me, like all around across the board with the defense calls a good game. The offense can call a good game. It's just – it's just – it's never. It's like I don't know if they're both not on the same page or what it is. I don't know if they're intentionally throwing away the season. But this is just – Bronco fans out there, I don't – they don't even know what to do. Um, but to answer your – would you ask me first about the rebuild? I mean – you can't rebuild with the same quarterback. I mean, I don't really see a scenario where they give up Russ. I don't see a scenario where a team is going to trade for the contract he has because the Broncos puts all of the heavy money to the back end of the contract. So now that the first two years are gone, you're going teams are going to have to pay I don't think anything less of is it under 48 million for the next 3 years with Russ? Cuz I think the last year is like 59 million, it's some crazy number. You're going to have to pay close to 50 million for the next 3 years with them. So you're you're stuck with Russ. Um I mean, you're stuck with them as far as the receivers go. I said it last time. If you're not going to use them, then why are they on the team? Just trade them and just give capital back while you can. If you're just not going to throw the football, if you're that hell bent on running the ball, then just run the ball at this point. Just don't give Judy and so just just get them out of here. And that's not an overreaction.
0: It it's just not a serious football team. I mean, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Um I mean, for good for the good things that we could take out of the game, I mean, the helmets look nice, I guess. Um
2: That field was nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yes. – I mean, Nick Benito had a good first quarter. He kind of disappeared afterwards, though. Uh, red zone defense was solid. Third down defense was like 3 of 10 on the day. Um, We found a gem in Jaleel McLaughlin, so, I mean, he he's he's a stud. Um, but I, I just really feel like it's time to rebuild, man. We we gotta we gotta do what's best for the future of this team and stop like reloading and thinking that we can make a playoff run every year. We gotta put ourselves in a reality check and figure out what is gonna fix this team long term. And I don't think what we're building right now is is gonna work anytime soon. We we just need to realize our actual identity and just face the facts. Like I I, I don't think um I hate to say it, but like I I don't think this. This defense, this coaching staff, this GM, George Payton. Um, and I mean, with Russell Wilson, man, you got to have a really, really good roster around him if you want to make an actual run. And I just don't see it happening. Like, I, uh, I'll i just leave it at that.
1: Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's just, it's hard for me to just put this like, I mean, yeah, you got to have a good roster around him, but I think you got to help him out in some way, man. Like, you can't just, That's I mean, right. Russ is, at the end of the day, Russell's going to get all the blame. Like, I guarantee you the whole week they're going to say this is Russ' fault. It's all on Russ. And, I mean, it's just – I agree that, yeah, it has to be a rebuild. But I just don't see a way that the – I mean, I agree. I mean, I feel like you can give up the players you have now and not just strictly decide to build through the draft. Because if you do that, like, it's a lot that goes into that. You're not going to hit on every pick. You're still going to have to make free agency signings. I just think a lot of it. I'm not gonna say you have to reload. I just think you have to do better than what you were doing. You have to sign better players. You gotta bring in players that I don't even know what to say. I can't even say can be coached because the coaching is just bad. I don't I, I just I don't just don't think a rebuild is the answer. Because if we go into full this
0: rebuild,
1: is, this it, is what we, we say a,
0: every year though.
1: But it, it like I say, if we go on a full rebuild, we're just forfeiting the next two years at minimum. And then Yeah, we, I mean
0: that's what a rebuild is. Because I, th- I I just don't think that reloading every single year is going to actually be the solution. Whereas you have a higher chance two years down the road from now with an entirely new front office and Sean Payton, great head coach, one of the only you know actual price spots we have in this organization right now. I think you could actually start hitting on those drafts and rebuilding the right way. Because this when's the last time this this team actually tried to rebuild? Have they ever even tried to rebuild? And if they did try, then they just poorly did it. And then I mean, with the, Russell the, Wilson, like the dead cap is a lot, but if you move on from guys like Justice Simmons, Garrett Bowles, Cortland Sutton, that it will even out. It will even out.
1: So, uh, I'm just gonna ask a question real quick. So, um, so you think Russ needs to go too? You just think we need to just yeah blow it up, get I- everybody out of there.
0: So here's the thing: if you're gonna if you're gonna tank for a guy, I don't think you're gonna I don't think you're gonna tank for anybody. But I'm not saying Russell is the problem. But if you're gonna rebuild, is Russell Wilson gonna want to stay through that? Like, let's be honest.
1: But that's why. But I I just think I just think during this time with Russ and Sean, I feel like you have. Like I know it may sound crazy, everybody looking at us, wanting for it, look at how bad we're playing. But this is a window. Like I'm not saying that we are a championship contender, but when you have those two like I feel like it doesn't take a lot it shouldn't take what it's taking to be a playoff team. Like does that make sense? Like like it shouldn't it we shouldn't be where we are right now. When you have Russ and Sean Payton, you we should be sitting 4 and 1 right now. Talking about the playoffs instead of talking about a rebuild. I just think you have to fix little things like and I I will say I think the first thing I think George Payton has to go, but you have Sean Payton you got to start hiring better people in Drafting better players and signing better players. I don't think that has to do with just. Bl- I mean, because like some of the guys that we have on our team are good players. Like a lot of them are just getting put in the wrong positions, or the fit is it just it's not working in Denver. Like, look at Jerry Judy. Like, are we gonna sit here and say that that's a pick? He's just not being used as he should be. Like, he's just not being used right. So I, I'm not gonna necessarily say rebuild because it is just gonna end up happening all over again. Like I just feel like the cycle is just gonna repeat itself, and I just feel I just think we just need to go out and get better players. And I don't think we just need to blow it up because when you got Russ and Sean Payton, like I said, you have a window, you have hope. You these are two guys that have won it before, and from what we've seen this season, outside of today, they seem to kind of know what they're doing a little bit. There's still stuff to be fixed out, but they've looked really good. I just think it's little stuff you have to fix. Get Vance Joseph the hell out of there and just get better players i just think that's the main thing is just to get better players i just think that's that that's just in my opinion
0: see before jordan before i let you go i i just feel like there's not little there's not little things that we need to there's a lot there's a lot that we need to fix and let's just face the facts i i probably people will probably disagree with me but i feel like there's a lot of bad football players on this team a lot more bad football players than yep. there are good football players so yep. that's why i feel like if you can put whatever label you want to throw on it, but I just feel like you got to get rid of a lot of these, like eighty percent of this roster, even more, and start over. Like that, that's just where I stand. Like I stand for like I, I don't know what we're doing at one and four trying to think we can actually compete for the play. I don't think we're making the playoffs even next year if I'm being honest. Like unless we pull off some John Elway type free agent class in 2013, like I I just don't see it happening.
2: From that standpoint, I understand what J Mac is saying, and I lean towards more of that just because if and when George Payne does get out of Denver, Payne gets to either select his own GM or he is the GM. And at that point, I would rather see his vision because we already know he has a vision already for the team, unlike the two previous high coaches. And we already went at length about that in previous episodes. I would rather go through Sean Payton's vision after George Payton is gone, Vance Joseph is gone and all that. i rather trust him and his decision-making, and I think he can get us back within the next year. And I know we have to get out uh, – not get out, but release, release a lot of players, like you said, Amir, like at least 80% of the roster. But I think that can be – I think that's manageable with a good draft class and – of a good free agent class. And I think we can get good free agents. I mean, we already know, I think Sean Payne wants to win now. I don't think he wants to go for a rebuild. And if it is a rebuild, I think it's going to be a one year rebuild max. I don't think it's going to be like a two year, three year thing. So I can, I can get the rebuild part. I don't want to say reload because reload is like a championship team coming off and then they have to literally reload. I would call this more of a retool. But i rather retool with Peyton and his vision and not with, like, George Payton and all the people that have been here in the previous regime, you know?
0: Yeah, I – it's just – yeah. Yeah, for me, what what we've been doing the last few – I don't know how many years, it doesn't – compare to what we can get out of Champagne. So from that perspective, I see what you're saying, and he obviously brings that GM-type mindset anyways. like We're already seeing the impact he's having on our team, but I just feel like And even like you said, like a rebuild doesn't have to be a two to three year thing. Like we could, you know, get rid of these, some of these players and then be a somewhat competitive team next year. Like I, I think maybe people think by a rebuild, they're going to be three and 14 every single season. I don't think necessarily that like people think the Cardinals are rebuilding, but they have a legitimate, legitimate shot to be like nearly 500. Like, Yeah. yeah, I don't think it has to be that bad. Um, coaching obviously does play a big factor. So, um, I, I don't know. It's just, like, for me, we're seeing all these reports this morning. Diane Rossini, Adam Schefter, Ian Rap. You literally have the three biggest reporters on, like, NFL Network, ESPN, saying that the Broncos are already, he- like, hearing calls from multiple teams about multiple players, like, and if they're entertaining them, we could see this team uh, actually, you know, blow- blowing it up pretty soon because, like, when you're 1-4, I mean – the history shows that only seven or eight teams in NFL history have actually made the playoffs after this star. So it could be just like a, a, you know, a short term rebuild, not like a long, long term thing because there are good players on this team. And for all the idiots out there saying trade PS2, I don't know what, what you think we're doing by doing that. Like, the only reasonable logical explanation to that would be some somewhat, you know, helping you get to get uh trade up to get like a top quarterback in the draft. But I don't even think that's gonna work. I'm not even yeah. sure if we get two firsts for PS two, like and you no. need ex- you need at least no. two firsts for PS two to trade up in the draft. So it, it just doesn't make sense, man. You're getting rid of your best easily the best player on your team just to try and hit on some draft picks that are not gonna even contribute the same way that he does. I mean, look at what he did, you know, to nearly win the game for the Broncos today. So it's just, it's such a tough thing. It's, a, it, this is literally the word, this is literally rock bottom for an NFL franchise. Like you've retooled, reloaded, or whatever you want to say, for seven years straight, and it just has not worked time and time again. You finally get a, a different GM, he's, he didn't pan out. You finally get an all star, your all pro, pro bowl quarterback, and the team's not helping him out. And he's having, you know, that last year with, you know, George Payton hiring, having one of the worst head coach hires in NFL history. And then we finally get the right head coach and then the defense falls off a cliff. Like it just one in four. It's not looking too great from here on out.
2: And uh, that Danny Rossini uh, article or whatever, I just want to, I just want to put this on record. It kind of sounded like they weren't trying. They're not trying to actively trade uh, Judy. It's more Sutton, but in that same article it did mention like Justin Simmons, Like some of the other big guys that we thought maybe not, maybe they do trade, but yeah, that that was kind of big that dropped at least from her, and she's been spot on with the Broncos as of late. So I'll keep an eye on her and all the news that she breaks. But and again, for the short term, like rebuild, you need a you need to have a guy like PS two in the building. You can't just trade him and expect to have a short term rebuild. Like we need him, like he's a big part of all this. So and again, like Marvin Mims, I know you had a bad game today, and I know people are already trying to call him a boss or whatever which is insane but like those are the guys that need to stay and like we need to just keep our core young guys and then we can have a really good draft class again like jmx said we could be literally four and one this uh, right now that's how close we've been so imagine next year with a good draft class a good free agent class and some new pieces coming around a lot of new moving parts i mean you never know i mean we could literally be four and one right now Imagine next year with a new DC, new GM, all again all the new moving parts. We actually don't know. It's, it's the NFL. It's things happen quickly and rapidly. So,
1: yeah, I, I want to point out too. You brought up a good point. The bringing up was the Cardinals. I mean, if you look at their team, you could tell they're playing with fire. They're playing like they're not scared of anybody. And I think that a lot of those guys, are. Are, a lot of those guys are new players that
0: they're get, very young.
1: That, yeah, that Gannon inherited young. Sean Payton has come to a team with veteran, with guys that has been in the league, guys that has been on some guys have been on this team for years.
0: All the losing teams, yeah, like they, all just, the losing they don't know team, what yeah. it feels like to yeah, win.
1: Yeah, so it, it's hard to bring that out in certain players. Like, and I mean, you see Russ on the sideline trying to get these guys. And if you look at guys in Corlin Sutton, Garrett Bowles, you look at these guys' face when Russ is talking to him, it's like it's going through one ear and out the other. Like it's like they have no absolute fire. Like there, it's no. They have no hope of going to win a damn game. They just, it's no fire. And and you just, I feel like, instead of just rebuilding, like I agree, I agree with you. Say with getting. Now I ain't gonna say get rid of 80% of the players, but I mean you do have to get rid of most of the like most of the players. Like I think you gotta re- go, go back and evaluate McGlinchey to see if he's the right tackle that. Um that you brought him to be. You gotta definitely get bowls out of here. Some guy, some other guys too. You gotta it's like like I agree with Corlin Sutton, Justin Simmons. I'm not saying he's a problem, but he's just a he's just a like a financial casualty. Like you know what I'm saying? He's a guy that yeah. you might have to move if you want to go in the right direction. But I'm not saying that I agree with trading him to a point. Um, but yeah, I I just think you gotta bring in new players, and I don't think that means entirely just rebuilding. Just going out and get better players than you have in the past. Cause George Payton, we we getting Randy Gregory, guys not on the team anymore. Just going back with some of his free agency signings, guys are not on the team. Bringing in guys like just Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone, like this is his vision is clearly not worked out at all. And I feel like like what Jordan said, given getting Sean's vision, he's gonna get players that one that can be coached, that can that you can put fire in them. And they can go out and play harder. Cause if you watch the games, I just don't think me personally the Broncos are playing as hard as they can. They're making boneheaded. It's like, and I didn't really think it was a player issue until I'm seeing the the same shit I seen last year with the penalties. I'm like, okay, then this is a player. Cause if Sean Payton can't come in, we talked about that, Amir. If Sean Payton can't come in here and fix that, like that main issue: the penalties, the false starts, the holding, the boneheadedness then it's, it's a player issue, man. You got to get some of these guys up out of here. And I just think that's what it is. Like, you got to get some of these – I agree. You got to get some of these guys up out of here. But I think you don't just blow it up. You you replace them with better players. They can be younger players, but just players that you know are that one have won something at least. You, you got to get somebody here that at least won something or wants to win because I just got the feeling right now that outside of maybe a few guys on this team, Sertan, Russ, um, Judy – mclaughlin like i just feel like a lot of these guys just they don't want to win they don't have the fire to win i just think but that's just me and that's where i'm gonna leave it off at
0: um yeah i think even when you talk about getting ready getting rid of all these guys like and replace them with young guys that essentially at that point is quote unquote rebuilding and like, like I even said multiple times, like rebuilding, it doesn't have to be a multi-year process. And a lot of these young guys that can come in right away, compete at a high level. You you never know, especially if you're hitting on these, these draft picks the right way. And then obviously we, what we do know, especially after today's loss is like George Payton's, he, we would have to have some remarkable playoff run for him to even have, even save his job. Like he he's gone at this point, like. I, I don't see him being the GM next year. Um, we're going to be having a different GM next year. That's pretty pretty much set in stone. Um, he's basically year in and year out just failed this team. He's had some good, you know, draft picks or signings or whatever, um, but besides that nothing really positive to go off of. So I think front office needs a rebuild. I think a lot of the players on this team need to rebuild rebuild because you can, as as a guy like Sean Payne, you can come into this team and try to change the culture as much as you want. But when these guys have all the mud on their hands from all these past losing seasons, like it's at some point, there's so much, there's only so much that Sean Payton and, you know, Davis Webb and all these other coaches he brought in can do for this team. And so, yeah, J-Mac, J- you bring up a, a good point. There's, it's a lot on the players, too. Um, and I just, looking at this team, man, there's just a lack of, like, there's a lack of heart, and there's a lack of physicality, especially on the defensive side. Like, there's just, like, you don't look at this team and compare them to a Cardinals or compare them to a Rams or compare them to a Chiefs yeah. or compare them to a Dalton. Like, there's, you just don't see that same element of, like, how this is what good teams do to win football games, and then you have the Broncos who are always just kind of expecting the same outcome.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you see it like straight up. You see, like you can watch the Rams and the Cardinals game, and you can just tell the difference. You watch our games, you could see. I mean, the the talent is there. You could see that guys are they that they're skilled in that. I mean, but these guys give up a big play, and it's just <sighs> next series. It's no fire. It's no like getting angry. No, we got somebody getting somebody. Like, I ain't saying got to get somebody's face, but like, no, we got to fix this. Like, you don't see anything on the sidelines. It's just. Next series, man. Shit. What quarter is it? Okay, babe. Like, I mean, come on, man. Breathe Hall, you give up a 72-yard touchdown, it's no fire on the defense side of the ball. I mean, it's just you don't see anybody getting fired up about it. I mean, you seen it earlier with Kareem Jackson in the Bears game, and I feel like that's just because it was the Bears. I mean, you're flat out embarrassed, you're down 28 to 7, but I mean, it just it needs that needs to be a recurring thing. Like, you think Jonathan Gannon isn't out there screaming at his defense for giving up uh, that long bomb to Jamar Chase? No, like you don't think the, the Rams DC is screaming at the corner for them two lackluster penalties that gave up a touchdown at the end of the half? No, then that, that's that's the difference. None, none of that here in Denver. It's like they give up first down, you don't see any like any reaction. It's just all right, get up, let's go line up again. Like it's just no reaction to on the defense side and on the offensive side. Three and out, and it's just the same thing, man. Like you said,
2: I mean, the, the defense has no fire in their gut.
1: It's just, it's funny, Clearly. man. Like, it's its funny. Like, you can just watch it. Like, and it, I'm not saying it's everybody. It's just, it's mostly, though, and especially the defensive of Line. Like, it's just no fire, man. It just, they had no, like, it's just like another just another day. Cause I'm not gonna lie, if this was when we had Akeem and Chris Harris and TJ Ward and all of those guys, Peyton Manning, and we were losing like this, you think players in the locker room were gonna be quiet? You think you wouldn't see anything on the field with these players? Like, that they would just sit there and be like, man, we're getting our ass kicked. Oh, well, next series. No way! It's just no way. Like, and
2: uh, it 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 just came out on a uh, next gen stats talking about uh, you know some of the bright uh, stuff that happened in the game. PS two allowed only one reception for twelve yards and had an interception on four targets against Garrett Wilson, and the average separation between them was one point six yards.
1: You're taking and, and there's fans that want to
2: trade that. Yeah, I'm so on board
0: for a rebuild, but dude, like trading away, you're talking about you want to trade away Sertan, and like uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I even told you this, Jordan, like when we hear the term rebuilding NFL, it's not the same as the NBA and MLB where you see the few years ago in Chicago, the Chicago Cubs trade away. I don't know how many players and completely rebuild, and even even the Cubs were like somewhat competitive. You know, the year after, two years after, like it's a, different with the NFL. You're not going to trade away every single player. That's not what I mean by a rebuild. You're going to see a lot of the guys with big contracts, a lot of the big the guys with big contract hits, cap hits get traded away. You're going to see a lot of the guys aging in their thirties. At that point, you could just replace you know seventy five percent of their skill set with a, a rookie or a second year player. Like. I, I think the rebuild thing is kind of like mis-skewed in terms of like how NFL fans view it because I think they immediately think of it as like, oh, this team is going to be terrible for the next two to three. I don't think it's necessarily that. I don't think the Champagne is going to let you be three and 14 every single year. Like I I think it's going to be – I know we've seen so many losing seasons, but I think it's going to be under different under Champagne. Like trust me when I say
2: that. Yeah, re- rebuilding has like a negative like, connotation behind it. Just because it's different in other sports, that's why I use the term retooling because it probably doesn't sound as bad. But it's like the same like we're, we're talking like in the same wavelength. Like we're not completely off on it. it. Again, rebuilding or retooling is not is completely different in the NFL. I mean, the Rams were supposed to be rebuilding this year, and that they, they nailed their draft class and so look they're 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 already in contention this year. It took them exactly. literally one draft class, one draft class. They didn't have a good free agent class. So imagine if they had a great free agent class, you know?
0: People were calling them the worst team, and they're they're saying they're gonna have the number one overall yep. pick next year. That's complete BS. See,
2: they they kept their 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 best wide receiver, Cooper Cup. They drafted a, a good wide receiver, Puka Nakua. They surrounded Stafford with some guys, some young rookie guys, the defense the team. Game. I bet people can't name even one defensive player besides Aaron Donald on that Rams defense. And then yeah, they they're just surround with young talent. they keep their main guys in they strong with young talent one year, and that's it, they're already back in contention. So yeah,
1: like in you guys already took I was the next time I was gonna get, gonna get ready to talk, I was gonna say you gotta take a page out the Rams book. What did they do? They didn't get rid of their quarterback, they didn't trade, they yeah, they got rid of OBJ. Like OBJ left, they let Vaughn go, traded Robert Woods, traded Ramsey, traded the guys that was eating up all the cap, and we're like, Okay, we're not gonna contend for Super Bowl. Like we gotta just the window closed. Now let's retool. We're gonna keep Stafford. We're gonna keep Cup. We're gonna extend Aaron Donald, and we're just gonna sign. We're gonna sign good players and draft players. I just think I just think it's what we need to do. I don't think necessarily we need to just. I don't know, man. I just I just don't want the scenario where we're like we drop. We have to draft the quarterback, especially especially if it's not Caleb Williams, because I feel like because especially because I feel like we've gone down that route. Paxton Lynch, Drew Lock, and I, like, I'm just, real all honesty, Denver, in the history of their organization, outside of, and we, we didn't even draft John Elway, by the way, but we just are, we are not a good team at drafting quarterbacks. And I understand, yes, a new era, it's a new coach, but I'm just, man, as a team, Peyton Manning, we signed him, traded for John Elway, and that's really been the two successful ones. If you want to say Russell Wilson, we traded for him, but I feel like at this point, I don't think drafting a quarterback, unless it's Caleb Williams is the way to go. I don't want Drake May. I don't want any of these um, Michael Penix, even though he's a good player. I don't want those guys. If we're not getting Caleb Williams, then I just think you got to stick it out with rush.
2: Yeah. So, so yeah, that's – We're not. <laughs> we're
1: not. <laughs> like, I, I pray to God that we don't have – and I don't think Drake May is a bad quarterback by any means. I just – I don't want that. Like, I feel like we've already been through that type of scenario before. Where we yeah we get the rookie quarterback coming in they're talking about he's making good throws in camp we go out expect him to be decent and we're right back to the drawing board worst offense in the league I don't want that man I just, I just don't see an upside of trading Russ besides freeing up cap I, that's the only upside to doing it
0: that's that's exactly where I'm at I I'm not I, lo- I love the way Russell Wilson played the first uh, four weeks but if you do miraculously are in contention for the first overall pick, then you got to take Caleb and um, whatever happens with Russ happens with Russ, but Caleb would be our future at that point. But, I'm not too sure how I feel about Drake May, Penix, all those other guys. I got to do all my film. I can't just sit here and bash a guy. Like I got to do my film on those guys. But Caleb Williams, I've watched pretty much every USC game this season. Dude, just a freak of nature. I oh, um, was rookie. watching him at Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma too. I mean, you could anybody can tell. Like he he's literally good. looks like he has serious shades of Mahomes. But anyways, oh, right. I think. If you have that pick, Caleb, and then if you don't, then Russell Wilson. Like, it's obvious at that point, Panix or Drake May is not going to give you a better chance at winning than Russell Wilson does. Um, but that'll be up to Russell Wilson, though. Like, if he if we do have, like, the second or third overall, we're not getting Caleb, then it'll be up to Russell Wilson if he actually wants to sit through um, what we're calling a short-term rebuild. So, um. I And then at that point, I, I know some people are throwing out like the Vikings or a different team is maybe trade partners for uh, Russell Wilson. Um, we'll see how, you know, rosters look uh, here a year from now. Um, but that's kind of where I'm sitting, man. Like I, I want to rebuild, but I'm also I want to make it clear that I think Russell Wilson is still a special player. I mean, he's playing at the top five level. Um, but if you have a chance at Caleb, you gotta take it. But besides that, I still think that we need to change like 80% of this roster. I think guys like I think guys like Ben Powers are not going anywhere. I know I've hated you know, we've hated a lot of Mike McGlinchy by that contract. We're not getting rid of McGlinchie. Sean Payne loves him. Um uh, guys like Riley Moss, we just drafted, why would you get rid of him? Like the obvious guys like Marvin Mims, Drew Sanders, and then uh, aside from that, PS2, and that's pretty much it. All that all that you keep, Garrett Bowles is gone. Like, I hope fans realize uh, that this guy's yeah, not going to be Bronco next year.
1: Uh, what I, after I saw today, Bryce Huff owning him off the edge repeatedly. I mean, it's no way you keep Garrett Bowles. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I hope me I, – I, I'm I'm really sad that me and you weren't right in the offseason. I'm really sad that we weren't because we thought he was going to get traded. And it's looking like that's, the, that's what we should have done. I mean, we should have done that early in the offseason as we could have because, I mean, I don't know. It just – We had really high hopes of the line being really, really good this year that we, you know, may have fixed the issues, brought on a guard and a tackle. And, you know, it just to me, the line just hasn't looked how we all thought it would, especially for the run game. And even in certain pass pro, like it just hasn't looked of what I'm pretty sure Sean Payton thought it would look like. I mean, like today, Russell's out there running for his life. I mean, that's just the truth. He's running for his life, and then the run blocking. I mean, yeah, it's plays, but, I mean, you watch those plays, man. It's literally just Jaleel McLaughlin himself creating the gaps, using his speed to yeah. get out of the – the like, Broncos is not winning in, in, in any protection. And that's just the truth. You watch the games, they're like, yeah, like I see those sort of run blocking. looks great there. No, it's Jaleel McLaughlin. That's why guys are saying this guy's a star because he's, he's using his explosiveness, juking, all of that to create the lanes because there aren't any lanes. Breaking tackles, I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like that's just a point of emphasis to the line. It just has not been what we thought it was going to be. It just hasn't been.
2: Again, I think the more and more I think about it now as you guys were talking, I am all in on the Rams type motto Yeah, on what they just did. I don't want to – again, I don't want to call it a rebuild because I know these fans are going to go crazy. It's not a re. It's not technically a rebuild. Don't don't think of it as a negative connotation. Think of it more as a little retool, rebuild type situation. The Rams traded away or released sixteen players in the off in last off season. Sixteen, and one of them was Jalen Ramsey. Now I'm gonna comp- compare, or I'm not gonna compare. I'm gonna say some players from the Rams and kind of I guess compare it to the Broncos. I'm not saying they play like him but they're in the similar roles, right? So we got Stafford or Russ. You keep them, right? The Rams keep sta- kept Stafford. They didn't trade away his contract, and his contract was big. Our, their wide receiver won a Cooper Cup. Ours right now is Jerry Judy. They didn't trade him. They had a chance to trade him, and they didn't. They kept him. They, tra- they drafted a wide receiver, which is Puka Nakua. You can say Mims is that right now, but we can also get one in the draft upcoming this year. They traded away Jalen Ramsey. Now, I'm not saying to trade away Patrick Sertan, but we can use that. Their Jalen Ramsey can be like our Justin Simmons in terms of a trade piece. So you can kind of make that comparison there. Now this, I know we don't have an Aaron Donald on the defensive line or as pass rushers in general, but I think pass rushing in general, at least for the Denver Broncos, that would be a little bit different in terms of the Rams situation because we would need to get somewhere in the free agent uh, class or if we draft a young stud. But in terms of that, like with the Rams, we have similar roles and situations they had last year. So I can really see us going to that. And again, coaching makes a hell of a difference because Sean McVay right now with that Rams team and that young team, I mean, again, I think fans should start leaning towards that idea unless we rattle seven wins in a row this season, which I don't think is going to happen. But we should start looking towards that idea. What the Rams did more, and not a total rebuild, but something similar to that.
1: I mean, I, I just like say we retool and we bring, like Jordan says, like we cut the same amount of players. Like you said, we cut most of the vets and trade these guys. We come back next year with a new roster that Sean Payton, all all of his decisions. We come back with a because I ain't gonna. Lie, Van Joseph is gone. Anybody who thinks Van Joseph is staying, unless the defense goes into the top fifteen ish. Or maybe not even that. Maybe if they don't crack top ten or something, Vance Joseph is likely gonna be gone. Say we come back with the new DC that's proven. Say we just get somebody else. That's uh, anybody at this point is better than motherfucking Vance Joseph. So say we get so so say we get a better DC. I feel like next year is is it's already better because I, I feel like the yeah. main thing with this year was the defense. I feel like if the defense was now. Course, the defense didn't cost us this game, so obviously we'll be what three and two or whatever. But I'm saying we this will be a whole different outlook of the season if we didn't fuck up hiring Vance Joseph. And that's Even just one the
2: historical yeah. bad defense this year, uh, the worst yeah. defense in history since like 1970. Like, still be yes. like, like,
1: like, 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 like that's how we gotta think about you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I say when I, I don't wanna say we're we're really close to getting into the contention at all, but I mean when I say little things like Hire right. Do just do fucking research before you hire. Like, like just little stuff like that. Like Jordan said, retooling, bringing in a new. I'll say a whole. I don't say a whole new defensive staff, but bringing in a guy that can call better plays and is more equipped to on our defense. If you do that, and if we just had an average defense this year, we'd be having a whole different discussion. They're sitting at three and two, or four and one, whatever. Be sitting at. But now, I just feel like that's how like close that we are. In my opinion,
0: yeah. Um, defensively, Van shows obviously the biggest issue, but also I think we just have a lot, a lot of black. A lot of bad players on that side of the ball, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm, I'm and lying. then also another like another thing is like schematically, a lot of these guys don't fit what Sh- or what Vance Joseph wants to do. Yeah. So it's just like from top to bottom, it's a whole disaster. And I think you, like you said, you got to rebuild that staff, but also rebuild certain parts of that roster on the defensive side and then offensive side. I mean, Jordan, you're number one Jared Judy fan, but I, I just don't see him being on this team further than. Like next year, from being honest, like I, I'm just not sure that he would actually he actually wants to go through what we're about to do. And if he actually believes in this team as a winning football team in the future, like i I just don't know. And also, if we're not going to use him properly from now until the trade deadline, he doesn't have any reason to not demand a trade If for being honest. So
2: I, I said that last episode. I said not the media or writer side of me, like the Jerry Judy fan of me. i I want to request a trade. So well, but, I personally
0: don't want him to, but like, I mean,
2: yeah, but the Broncos guy in me is obviously not. I don't want him to go. I mean, obviously would like him to stay forever, but I, I I understand his frustration. I can tell you that for a fact.
1: I mean, I was going to say with Judy, the whole thing with Judy is I don't think unless Judy requests a trade, Broncos are actually going to give him up. I think they know. I don't think so too. I think, I think they know what they have with Judy. I think they, they see it. I think the main problem is, and what I saw today too, like, I don't want to put it on Russ, but him and Russ have no chemistry. They have no connection. They have no – he's not even – it takes a lot for him to look in Judy's direction. Now, I'm not putting that on him, but that has a lot to do with just – you have to factor that in with some type of a play calling too because if you know yes. him and Judy have no connection, then you can't call plays for Judy – I mean, I'm sorry. You can't call plays – like, you cannot call plays for Judy. You can't just call strictly for sudden they have a connection. Let him build a, a relationship with Judy. Like, you can't just sit there and say, oh, only play we're going to call for Judy's across across the middle and wide receiver screen. That or end around. That's three plays for Judy that I've only seen him get the ball this season. That can't happen. I mean, you even saw it last season with, I think, Autumn calling the plays. He found ways to get Judy the ball. Quick slants, quick comeback routes, getting the ball out quick. I feel like that's, that's how you got to use them. You can't use them for the same three plays that Sean Payton's been using them. I mean, Russ, you, you have to build a quarterback-wide receiver connection. You see what Justin Fields and DJ Moore. The more you throw him the ball, the better the connection is going to be. That's just in any case. But but when you're going to go out and just say, well, Corlin Sutton is guy, I mean, and we got to get serious here. Like, Corlin Sutton isn't Jerry Judy. So that's why is I mean, think you're hearing He's an average
0: receiver. He's
1: an average receiver, and that's just what it is. I mean – that's why they're talking about trading him. I just feel like the Broncos, I don't know why they haven't seen it. I don't know why it's taking them this long to see it. I mean, you know the reputation for receivers out of Bama. I mean, you have one on your team that you dropped the 15th overall. Why? I don't get that part of it, but I don't, I don't think Judy – I think Judy's going to be on the team because I feel like Sean Payton's going to pay him. I feel like that's – I feel like they're going to pay him. I feel like that's going to make the amends kind of meet. Like Really? I think they he will. He think, think of
0: fifth-year officer. Really. No,
1: yeah, he did. I, I think Sean Payton knows what Jerry Judy has. I think it just in terms of it. Just Russ. I don't. Yeah, like I just think they need a connection. They need to work on that. Like like Russ worked with Tim yeah. and Cortland. They need to build that. And I. That, but it it has to start with you getting him the ball, making like you have to run plays specifically for Judy and not just run plays for other guys. And Judy's open on those plays. You got to run plays for him. Just like what they're doing with Jettas and Kelsey and all these other top targets, Tyreek. Like, you can't just say, well, in Bronco with Judy's why the fuck open. Why isn't Russ looking at him? Dude, the 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 play isn't meant for Judy. He's just yeah. getting cardio in. Yeah, he's open throwing his hands, but, Judy, you know you're not going to get the ball in that play. Unless the play completely breaks down and Russ sees you, that's the only way. Like you saw in the third and 15, that was one play they drew up for Jerry Judy, and it worked. They drew up one early at the end of round, but Sean Payton wants to run an end around play at the five yard line. Like what? It doesn't work. So, so that's I, what I, I would think. say.
2: I, I don't want to talk about it at like at length because I feel like I talk about it every day and it might get annoying hearing it from me. But I feel like Russ and Judy have that connection because last year, at the end of the year, like those last five games, I mean, they were connecting like for a lot. I just think it's in a new it's offense. So weird. I think it's the new offense. They're like Judy's still trying to learn the new offense, and Russ. I know the offense this year, the first four games have looked good, but it's usually not like that when you're learning a new offense like that. So I think we've we've just gotten lucky on that part. They're still trying to learn the new offense together, so that's why I think their connection might be off now, because last year we saw them clicking a lot. So I think it's not mainly their chemistry like together. It, I think it's more them just getting more comfortable within the offense. That's why another one out of a thousand reasons why we should still keep them. Just let him breathe yeah, in, I don't think, in this offense, you
0: know? I think this is going to be, like, a next offseason type thing. Like, I think they're going to give him the rest of this year to, like, like really see if this relationship mends well between Russell Wilson and um Jerry Judy, if they could build, some, build off what they had the second half of last year. And if they can find something towards the end of the season, then give him that extension. And if he balls out, all right, then, yeah, we have something going. But... I, I don't see them him getting traded just yet if, like you said it'll be cortland Sun because of his contract and we already know what what showing us like Sutton's proved what he is and isn't capable of so with Jerry Judy it's just a big question mark like can we you know make him a big part of this offense and we've yet to seen that uh see that yet but um just me personally I I don't know he's gonna need to have a great second half of this, uh second half of the season and he's gonna have to have put up like some pretty big
1: numbers with Russ I feel like we're going to extend him. I don't think it's going to be a huge extension, but I think he—I think we'll lock him up probably within like the next two years. Maybe like you, it's going to be around maybe like they're going to offer him between nine to maybe 12 a year for the next two years. I think in the future, I think Denver is going to want to keep him because I just don't see we're going to – I mean, you're going to trade him for what? I mean, at this point, because you're going to have to trade him. Say you trade him this year, you're going to get like a third or fourth round pick. I mean, I don't see a scenario where you get a second round pick for Jerry Judy. There, I, I just don't see anything higher than a third-round pick. And if you do, like, what do you gain? Like, yeah, it's a day three pick, but what do you honestly gain from that? Like, because it's, most likely, most likely, a team that's going to give up a third-round pick is going to be a contending team. It's not going to be one of these bad teams out here. It's going to be a contended team, and and the the pick value is going to be low. It's going to be at the bottom of the the third round. So, what do you really gain from that? You know, I don't really think that that's the direction that they want to go. Sudden, if you get a fourth or a third for sudden, I feel like that's a – because I remember the Ravens top off in a second form. And the way their receivers look today, they might be a team looking to get Corlin Sutton. If they want to give us a second or a third from that, I'm perfectly fine with that. But, Judy, I am thinking unless you're getting, like, something at least a second, that is worth trading for him. Even if you do just let them walk, like, unless it's, like, a second or something, I don't think it's any point. I think you got to let them play out this season. Offer him an extension as part of the retool because I think whatever happens next year, I think that he—he—it's no way in hell they run two back-to-back seasons. Jared Judy isn't a big part of this offense. It's just no way. I, I don't see a scenario where Sean Payton will allow that to happen because if that happens again, then we—we we, Broncos got some bigger problems to to, to worry about. No, I'm just kidding. the Broncos. Got, if there's a back-to-back year where Jared Judy isn't a focal part in this offense, then that's a way bigger problem that we have. than that that we got to talk about. But I mean. Come on now, just do have four catches for seven yards today going to the fourth quarter. That is absolutely horrible for your wide receiver win.
0: Well, that's going to be it for today's episode. Uh, lots, a lots more content coming up this week. Uh, obviously there's a lot of the whole stuff coming out with like Diane Rossini and all these other reporters uh, talking about, you know, Broncos receiving calls about Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Um, apparently Frank Clark is garnering a lot of interest around the league. So we could see him being traded soon uh, for a late round pick, obviously. Um, so a lot of news that we're probably going to be going over this, uh, this upcoming week. And like I said, especially after a one of four start, you can expect, expect major, uh, uh, you know, moves that are going to be coming to the team uh to, you know, major shakeups to the roster. Um, I don't really, I don't really see Vance Joseph getting fired. If I'm being honest, if he's helping this team lose football games then he's probably going to stay. Um, so yeah, that's just where I see uh this, uh the staff and uh, roster right now. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button, comment down below. We love reading your feedback as always subscribe, help us get a 2k subs and over there on Spotify and app podcast make sure you guys uh, follow, follow leave a five-star rating turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the broncos avenue podcast but i'm your host amir with my co-host Jay mac and jordan till the next episode be out, everybody Deesh. hate this team